You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. And there's like a whole rigmarole that I usually do and I say all this stuff and part of it is to like promote the Patreon so that you guys go and spend money on it. But then nobody ever actually does because to be honest, most of you that are going to support us on Patreon are already there. Thank you for your support. You know, people like Brian Mareski and JJ Samuel, but our Patreon producers, uh, there's no time this week. There's no time. Because <laughs> we watched The Matrix Reloaded and yeah, it so turns crazy. out, it turns out that movie doesn't suck. That movie is actually, uh, it's actually very, very good. And what I was hoping for, I being Michael Cohen, one of your hosts, and then Amanda Konkin is our other host. Uh, Hi. <laughs> yeah. What I was hoping for was that, like, that I I just didn't get it because I was a stupid 17-year-old kid when I saw it. Uh, and when I watched it last night, I was so happy to discover that that, that is, in fact, correct. That the last time, I was probably 19 the last time that I watched The Matrix Reloaded yeah, while I was in film school um, after it had come out on on dvd um and i finally got a dvd player i think that's that's probably the the order of events there uh and and i like like this would have been like just after uh revolutions came out which like here's the here's the here's the other thing that i'm going to say i don't have high hopes for revolutions i think it's going to be an awful mess uh, I don't think that it's actually going to have like the 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 meaningfulness okay. that 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 Reloaded did. I'm I'm open to it being better than than I remember it. But seeing that trailer at the end of Reloaded, I'm like, mm, this is just the action third act for the entire movie, isn't it? Um, but Reloaded um, is actually awesome. Uh, like re- Reloaded what, 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 is what actually you, awesome you, for yeah. for the latter. For the latter two thirds of it, the first third mm. of that movie is quite terrible. I don't know. I just I was ready to not watch it. It took me. It took me texting you, being like, "This movie's not good," and okay, then it so- took me n- not watching the fight sequences because they did too. Like the yeah. the, the fight with with all of the um, Andersons agents. Yeah, yeah, with the, is the agents just yeah. too much. And I yeah. just can't, yeah, Anderson's is, <laughs> you know what I mean. You you understand why I made that leap, right? Because that's yeah. what he says instead yeah. of who it's he is. It's his catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's Mr. Catchphrase. Anderson. But, but like, yeah. I just, it was way too long and I mm-hmm. just, and not good. Anyways, mm-hmm. but you are correct. It was good. But here's my epiphany. I legitimately do not think I've watched the third Matrix movie. Because everything that I remember about these movies 
is has in happened. the second one. Has <laughs> yeah. happened. I yeah. remember absolutely nothing further. Like, I thought the architect was in the third movie. Yeah. And and he's not. He's in the second. So I legitimately nope. do not think I've watched the third Matrix movie, Mike. Like I'm, the, and I really the, want to. I was gonna message you this week and ask you if I could watch the third movie before this podcast, so that I the, could know, but I, I didn't. So the 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 revelatory nature of the story, yes, comes to its climax at the end of Reloaded, with the the scene with the architect, where he yeah. just like straight up like you get to the end of the movie and your reward for getting through those action sequences. Which at the time, like, to be honest, at the time in, in, uh, uh, 2003, I uh, were mind blowing. Right. And the effects with, yeah. with the twins to, where they turn into ghosts and stuff, that stuff was like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. And the stuff with, with the, the fight with agent Smith, the ghosts are so cool. Like the, I don't know. I remember yeah. them and for good reason, like they are freaking wicked. There's a so. there's a bunch of that stuff that that like that was revolutionary at the time, like that fight yeah. sequence with all of those uh, Hugo weavings was a very big yeah. deal, I, and I remember oh yeah, I, oh yeah. I, reading about it in Cinefix and stuff, and how they how they accomplished it, and what what a big deal it was to have that many characters, that many uh, CG characters on screen at once, and the coordination of it and all that stuff. Um, but it that that stuff and and the 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 freeway sequence they don't they don't hold up um in the in the way that the effects in the first one even when some of them are a little bit dated i uh, th- yeah the first one still holds up like yeah yeah like i like i think yeah. i think after watching the matrix two weeks ago coming back to it i was like i was like I can't believe how phenomenally good this movie still is. And maybe even more so now that we know the cultural impact and the, the right. sort of yeah, the historical yeah. significance of it in the film industry. Um, and, the, and not to mention the, uh, the, the, the added layer of understanding as we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, now now that 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 uh uh lana and lily wachowski are are uh you know um more representative of their true selves you know what i mean like like mm, yeah like the now, journey, now like the conclusion of their personal journey and yeah exactly and, and how that movie. translates back into it yeah. we talked about it like the whole aspect of like the residual self-image stuff and that sort of thing it's like mm-hmm. oh there's like there's all this stuff in here that is like deep has much deeper meaning than just like the cool sci-fi or the, or the, the uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance aspects of it. Right. Um, There's like, there's actually something to be said here. And then at the end of the day, it's a love story. Right. Um, The, the second one is not as it, it's a little bit like, uh, this is going to be a really weird analogy, because uh, I don't I don't think that most people would expect to hear this from me. But you know, like Kanye has the the his three <laughs> albums, right? He's got I I Great what's the first reference. one? The first one's High School Dropout, I help you and with then 
I think I think that's what it is. It's like high school dropout and then sophomore and then and then graduation or something like that. Um, wow, go go Kanye references. I couldn't. I can't fact check so, you in any way except for you. So the thing, like like Kanye's first album is like wall to wall great songs, right? And then his second oh, album yeah. is like, oh yeah, for sure, is like eh. It's like it's like okay. And then the third third album is like, I. Th- there's there's a there's a couple of nice things on here but i think you've kind of run out of gas um and and this tends to be like a a very common thing with with new artists when they kind of they find they they get their break and and they've put everything they have into that first album and then they immediately have like so it's it takes a lifetime to get there and you say everything that you have to say, all of this stuff that's been sort of like bubbling over for, for in some instances, decades. Right. And then you have to turn around, you have to do it again two years later. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so for the yeah. matrix, it's like, you have to turn around and do it again four years later. Right. Like in 2003, right. But really two years. Cause, cause the production timeline on that is so long. Uh, it, yeah. it took so long to to shoot because they shot both movies back to back and then the post-production on them. So two and three, like you got you have to do that. Two years after you did the first one. So, of course, of course, they're they're way more empty than the first movie, because the first movie, it's like all of the. You put everything into the first one. Well, like, but all of the, like, oh, the programs and the machines. Well, it's like, that's all window dressing. None of that actually matters. Right. Like the, 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 oh, when we look at the lines of code, like eventually you'll be able to see it too. It's like, who cares? Like that's, it could be anything, right? It could, it could be purple dots instead of green lines of code. Right. It doesn't matter. That's just, it's just, there's a, there's cool stylistic stuff there, but like, but it is all just window dressing around what is the actual core of the story and, and the themes and what that, act, what that movie actually means. And then you get into the second one and the second movie. Um, although like upon watching it last night, I uncovered some stuff that, that I had completely missed uh, uh, the last time I had seen the movie and what probably had been like 2005 or 2006. Um it's still not like, like it's not quite as it's deep, but it's not as meaningful. If that makes sense. Like if we can sort of split hairs right. on that of that like, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I think that, that the depth in the first matrix was there as like, like a byproduct of this like deep seated, like this need to express a story like like which which like good storytelling good film good you know, comic books video games whatever any kind of storytelling that's where it's got to come from like that's where you want it to come from is like there's something inside that has to get out um and there's no other way to do it than than through this piece of art right and then the second movie comes along and the second movie is a lot of two things it's it's a lot of explaining what the hell they were talking about in the first movie, which is fine, uh-huh. but it is a lot of midichlorians. It's a lot of midichlorians, yeah. Yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then the other aspect of it 
is reloaded is aggressively sexual aggressively <laughs> sexual um and as a 17 year old man as cis <laughs> hetero man it's very hard to see past the aggressive sexuality to the deeper meaning of the sexuality and again yeah. now in 2021 putting a different lens on it and and understanding that maybe there were aspects of expressing sexuality that that uh maybe they're layered on there right there's there's also some really great uh mythic allegory in there of like like when i was 17 name dropping persephone was got got you as far as oh yeah a a a greek god (laughs) right like that's that was as far as that went in my brain and now he introduces persephone and i go like Oh, the Merovingian is Hades. He's Hades. Yeah. And it just like the devil. It, it opens up a whole and I wanted to message you because I saw your tweet thread today. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, after watching Jupiter Ascending, and we've talked <laughs> about Jupiter Ascending before on yeah. the podcast, and knowing what they tried to do with Jupiter Ascending, yeah. I, I go back and I watch this second movie being like, oh no, 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 no. They tried to do that in the matrix and then they just tried to like do it more in jupiter ascending but like they they didn't really learn the lesson right they didn't didn't, no no they didn't but everything like i i actually have because i really i'm one of the few people in the world i think that really really wanted to like jupiter ascending and like i i think i don't know what it is but i go listen to our podcast about jupiter ascending because i think that you could re-edit that movie and it'd be really great but like there's something about it that I absolutely love to couch things that we are familiar with in a completely mm-hmm. different lore and how you relate to them. And I just, I just was giddy with going through this movie again, as soon as the Persephone thing happened and me going like, Oh my gosh, everything in this movie is, is something else. Right. Like when she says like all the things that you've imagined or the, and, and the thing for me with that, with Hades, right. Or the Merovingian, if you will, is that because he does, he says, I've survived your predecessors. So it's this idea of like what, what grounds us and like what are gods and what, anyway, it's just, it was, that was the coolest thing for that. Like having completely, like I remembered the ghosts, like the two, the twins. Um, And I remembered that being like something that they had talked about, like the things that you have heard about in lore or whatever, but I totally forgot about the Merovingian and that was real cool. Cause that's like, that's like a lore. Like you go and you get stuff from Persephone. You don't get stuff from Hades. Right. And that's just so classic. Like it's a classic storytelling trope. If, if you try and make a deal with Hades, you, you are going to lose, you're going to lose that deal. Yeah. The only, the only way to really get something from Hades is to take it from him. (laughs) I, I, but, but yeah, but that, that like that, the whole, um, the jilted lover component of it, the, like the, the, the thing about the kiss is so like, that's so steeped in the, in, in the Greek mythology of the, like, like yeah. the the sort of yeah. that loveless union and her just wanting to mm-hmm. like just ki- yeah. kiss me the way that you would kiss her like it just yeah, yeah it's yeah, so yeah. but but like i said like the story is a it's very aggressively sexual um yeah, yeah. but but it's aggressively sexual for a reason and like especially like the rave scene which i, I know like it's it's kind of it's not even funny enough to be a meme you know what I mean? Like, no. like, yeah, yeah. 
it's just kind of like it's just at a certain point it just it just is what it is but watching it last night and and watching it on uh, a a 65 inch uh, tv in 4k and and sort of like not being the horny teenager that I was in uh, <laughs> in in 2003, the first time that I saw the movie, and being able to just sort of sit back and remove myself from it a little bit, the visual of it is actually and 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 what it's juxtaposed with 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 Trinity and Neo yeah. actually like hit me. It's like oh, this is not about like like the the rave is not about like hey let's put a bunch of hot people in a cave with some techno music and, you know, get them all sweaty and make them writhe around and whatever. It's, it's literally to, to show like they are amongst a, like a literal, a literal sea of humanity. Like there are moments in that where like everybody's jumping up and down and there are like waves that are like rolling through this group of people. And the visual of it is actually like, it's brilliant when you realize what it's supposed to look like. It maybe just, I just think some people just aren't necessarily ready for it. Like it's a little bit above. It's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult to get past the fact that everybody's in loincloths and sweaty and really, really hot. Um, cause it's, cause it's, it's a hot scene. Cause then it's also, it's juxtaposed with Trinity and Neo separate from everybody else. And it ends at like after after the climax of that of that, uh, uh, which is not a pun. I'm just being literal, <laughs> like like basically like when they are done having sex, Neo kind of like almost collapses over, and then it the the final shot of that of scene, her holding him of her holding and him. Then- and it's his and his good. back is to is to the camera, yeah. And he's just sort of like crumpled, um, it's and and it's just it the the frame is black except for the archway that they're in, like that that sort of like mm-hmm. that that inset bed arch thing that they're in, and it's just like it's just lit, and we're like on the opposite side of that, like like on the other side yeah. of of the fourth wall sort of thing, and it's. It's this, which is intentional because it's like, we are, we as the audience are privy to an intimate moment that we are not supposed to see, right? The rest of the world believes that Neo is the one. They believe in the words of Morpheus. He gets up there and he makes his speech, which is awesome. And Lawrence Fishburne is a, a, a god among men. Uh, for delivering that as well as he does it's like i don't i just i can't imagine another actor do, being able being to that character anything being that able to do does. that no it's yeah. it's unbelievable he's so good yeah. in that role um but like the way that that he's just like set apart and then like they set up this like renaissance painting frame of Neo and Trinity and like the, just, the, just the, the posture of his body and like the performance from Keanu Reeves, which I can gets a lot of flack for not being a good actor. I don't understand why. So he's actually a really, he really good actor. Great. But great. I just think that people yeah. don't understand that. Like there's, there's a lot of it's, it, it's very similar to like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. Like there's a lot of him in his characters and it's inescapable, mm. but if he's put in the right role, 
then who cares? It's perfect. Right. And this is a really great example of that. But like what what needed to come through in that moment from the physicality of him literally motionless absolutely comes through. And he's got the end like the the visual of like the plugs down his back and oh, just yeah, like just yeah like sort of the the body horror grotesque nature of the situation that they're in and the fact that like that that he is so alone even when he's with trinity which is the only thing that he can think of is like he just wants this this connection with trinity and he gets it but then the second that it's over he's alone again right and like he has the vision of her dying and like that's it's his greatest fear and it's he is this is it's so good this movie is so much better than people give it credit for he's the one he's the one the singular he's the only one he stands apart from the rest of humanity by the nature of what he is and therefore cannot be connected to anyone, even though he's the only one that truly understands how connected everything actually is. Like, it's just it like the, the, the Taoist Buddhist principle of that, of like, he's reached enlightenment and upon reaching enlightenment, now he is completely separate from the rest of the world. And it goes back to what Cypher had said in the first movie of like the ignorance is bliss stuff. Like plug me back in. I don't care. It's this is this stake is just all ones and zeros. It's just telling my brain that this is juicy, but you know what? doesn't make a difference. Juicy steak is juicy steak. Right. And Neil's on the other completely like polar opposite end of that spectrum alone by himself. Um, And then, and then, like so we get all of that imagery and and we're not quite at the point where agent smith's full the magnitude of his power has been revealed yet what he's become in counterbalance to neo becoming the one but right. but we get the imagery of every, of all of the 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 just like sea of humanity having their rave and then we get to the the fight with with agent smith which for all of its um obnoxious C genus and 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 I'm just gonna give you a heads up. It there's it gets worse. It doesn't get better it's, in the yeah, third one. It, no, the it, third the third oh, one really? is just all CG. Um oh geez. I and there's an even I'm bigger really, fight. Really excited. With... Sorry, I just go ahead. cannot remember it. I'm just so excited to find yeah. out what happens because I just remember nothing. Nothing. But that nothing. but I like the 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 but the same essence of the, like that the kind epiphany of but the like... epiphany that i had last night watching the movie where i realized the reason why agent smith is able to multiply is because neo because is the one the so the counterbalance yeah. to the one is legion right like it's it's right yeah it's a yeah. demon that can propagate right yeah, yeah. and it was just like is Legion the name of a demon that can propagate? Uh, Le- so in the Bible, there's that- a there's a there's a there's an account oh of Jesus taking a demon out of a person and putting it into a bunch of pigs, and the 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 huh. demon 
refers to itself as legion it's like i am legion for we are many like it's like that's where that comes from you hear it in, in all sorts of pop culture stuff so well, i mean so, and also legions of stuff that's good that's yeah yeah wow um I, that's yeah so so like he's 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 a multitude but he's but but in the sense like like we're i say i refer to him as legion because there is like a biblical scriptural component to so much of this story um along with the the eastern philosophy and eastern religion stuff that that gets thrown into it as well because it's just a great like it's just it like star wars it's just this great potpourri of cultural mythology right um but yeah like like having that revelation of like oh there's a reason why this fight is the fight that it is but then at the same time watching it and going like this is meaningless though like like the fight the 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 symbolism of the fight is awesome and i love it and and it was like like i got tingles last night watching the movie coming to this realization but then like it immediately was deflated by the the gumby rubber man fight that happens because it's just like so it's so antithetical to what made the first movie special which is that like in the first movie it's like that that stuff was real which like the fact that it was a simulation but the fights and the action were real. It's like, like that. Yeah. That's what made it. Yeah. That, that it's, yeah. Like that's what sells the matrix. Right. So when you come back for reloaded and one of the big sequences is created by a computer, it's like, Oh, all right. But then you get to the fight with Seraph in the middle, which is very brief. It's a very short fight. Um, when he's testing him, right, just to see. If he's oh the yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's a good fight. That's a. And that's I was the like, fight. That's the real one. You're yeah, like, I was like, that's what. I or, oh, no, I guess we don't get to that's that it it, it precedes it. It's, it's immediately yeah, before yeah, yeah, the yeah. fight with with Agent Smith, yeah. right? And it was like, oh, that that's what I'm after. Like, and I had forgotten about Seraph. Um, I I, had, I think I, I think my brain had 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 done a racist and uh, and and conflated seraph with niobe's partner the he he doesn't get a lot of screen time in the movie but he's the character that you play as in the video game in um in enter really? the matrix yeah i can't remember his name right now but um Is it the he's, he said he says like two lines at the meeting when the, when they have that meeting um uh and, and isn't he the, the reason mean, isn't He's not Sorry, the guy on. that sits behind the desk and is like mean about and 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 about. No, no, like... he, no. He's he's Asian. He like, and that's why I said my brain oh, did a racist. Oh, oh, and okay, it just okay, it gotcha, just gotcha. it combined those two characters into one character, and I I and now I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> there we go. It's okay. Niobe's, hey, Niobe's I, partner, I thought was one of the guys. No, her. No, I'm not. I'm not. Not her romantic partner. Her, oh, her, oh, okay. Her, like, I'm like, now getting like it. Her, buddy cop the person partner. in the yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Let me look up the, I the, get the it. character and actor. I get it. Because now but, I've got to um, do that. I've got to be like, I don't. There's too many characters that I don't know now in this in this movie because I hadn't been paying attention. It's weird. They introduce a million characters and then immediately get rid of all of them, and we are just left with yeah. the trio. 
And it's yeah. almost like the fact that they don't crew up the ship again, I think is probably the biggest mistake in this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no stakes to any of the fights because we know that Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus will be fine. Maybe one of them is going to die. Because there's the no other movie. people to. It's except the third, like the third ship, right? Where you're like, it's the Nebuchadnezzar and. Naomi's ship and then the third ship that I couldn't tell yeah. you the names of any of the people on it or no. any or the name of the ship because they needed people to die. And, and you know what they would do today? You know what they would do today? And it's and and I know that this is a fact because look at the cast of the Matrix uh resurrections. They would stunt cast the hell out of it. The fact right, that the architect just... is a guy that we've never seen before or since in a movie. Right. Like, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea who that guy is. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever done anything yeah. else. Maybe he's been like in the background yeah, of an yeah. episode of whatever touched by an angel. Right. But like, oh, man, his name is Helmet. <laughs> and he's great. He's he's fantastic. Okay. But and he like yeah, he crushes but... that performance. But also like he's like just he's not like what what else is he in? Um, uh, yeah. I've got it open. We can look. I I. But yeah, like like we, I, I looked there. It's nothing, nothing. <laughs> those other those other crews needed to be like, especially because of how big a deal the Matrix was. You could have done it. You could have just gotten a bunch of people yeah. that people would have just been excited about, right? Um, well, and I mean, I yeah, you never know what like they're the movies. The way that they cast movies way back then was probably different too. Like in how you think about all that stuff well it it was right it's not it's not the way that we do things now whereas like now you know like you 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 get as many uh uh you know stars in the The chris evans cameo in free guy was one of my favorite things this year oh i haven't watched free guy yet that's you just you just you just spoiled the fact that chris evans has a cameo that's okay i'm so sorry it's my own fault for not having (laughs) watched it yet um it's, i'm trying i'm trying to it's find not, this guy, it's, but it's, 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 i hate i hate the way that they've uh ordered the, yeah the, can i just the, say that imdb has ordered it so that neo shows up like as the 25th or 30th cast member when I'm it doesn't make any a, sense because this is after he's after second operator at command and then it's like neo it's <laughs> like, not that doesn't that's not how that this is not order work. of appearance. It's not alphabetical. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's not I have no idea. hierarchy of like, so I'm trying to like, like I'm looking at these very tiny. I, uh, I, uh, is it ghost? I think it's ghost. I think, I think ghost is the other, is the other dude. Yeah. All right. Ghost. Yeah, it is. Ghost Ghost is her is is like the the other guy. So it's Niobe and Ghost. And Ghost was like the lead character. I mean like I think you sense. play as both Niobe and Ghost in Enter the Matrix, but or it, oh, maybe okay, it was okay. a situation of like you get to pick one or the other. Um but cool. I I So that's from the video game. That's the video game. That's not the Animatrix or is it over does it overlap with the Animatrix? It I mean, like everything overlaps because it's all the same story, right? But, but right. Yes and no. Is it a um, different? Is it a different ship in the Animatrix? No. Uh, what uh, is Niobe in the Animatrix? I don't know. It's been so long since I've watched that. Is that what you're no, saying? Okay. Like, sort of. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. 
Pro- probably. I if 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 Niobe shows up in the Animatrix and then yeah, I, I would imagine that. I just don't know. Stuff. I thought there was a main ship in the Animatrix, but maybe I'm thinking of the video game. So it's all it's all I good. Know. You know what's um, funny? I was trying to think of where I knew I was trying to think of where I knew um like the Harold uh Perino, I think is his name, like the Link character. Yeah. I was like, where do I recognize this guy from? <laughs> from and I'm actually realizing it's nothing recent. It's nothing Oh, is it? Oh, because no, he's in Romeo and Juliet as Mercutio. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, That's he's also how Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet. But, but yeah, but, but now you're saying of... he's in Lost. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, yes. he's Michael. In I, know. Lost. <laughs> I know. I know. I now remember that. But in my Walt. but my brain was like, oh Mercutio. Walt. Yeah. Uh wow. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we we've no, I mean, this is what we're supposed to do. We're not. We have. We're we haven't gone on any tangents. <laughs> we haven't gone on any we're tangents. We're talking about the thing we're supposed to talk about. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be real, real, real weirded out by this episode of Thunderclap yeah. Podcast if we talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Just the so. whole time. Just the whole thing. It's just solely about. It's just. It's uh, just uh, yeah. It's just the matrix. Hey, but, what's the what's the name of Morpheus's like nemesis? What's his name? The like. The Maybe. other, the oh, other, I mean, uh, other, lock. Lock is okay. That's the lock. the commander, right? Like the. This is not in any kind of order. Commander yeah. Lock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Are you trying cool. to figure out like what you've seen him in before? A a million things. I, he's yeah. one of those characters. I know actors. a million things. He is. He's, but he's, I'm just trying to figure out. He's not. He doesn't show up for me when I'm looking at this credit list. Why is it not in any sort of order? Yeah, it's driving me it's, bananas. It's it is. Super, okay, there we go. Super frustrating. <laughs> Harry, uh, Harry Lennox. What is the thing that I feel? Oh, Man of Steel. I feel like that's like. There you go. What yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. Where, like where he where he plays the same movie. character, right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, the, basically, he's the basically. same character. Yeah, but Swan, yeah, um, Swanwick is the is the that's what I yeah that's where my brain is going. Um, yeah, and and he's played that character like, in about like thirty or forty things. You know, he's he's always yeah. the yeah. the the hard ass uh, commander type character, the yeah. the one that we're gonna that we kind of begrudgingly begrudgingly respect, right? It's like, oh, you're you're not. We know that you're not you're, like, a bad guy, but yeah, but yeah. but you're definitely in the way of our hero doing what they need to yeah, do. Yeah, and that makes you that makes you frustrating. That's yeah. how that's how like good that's good bad archetype. guys are formed. Um, for it, so. But yeah, I it's I I wanted to I ran out of time and didn't didn't have the opportunity to watch Enter the Matrix. Like I was gonna try and find like a. Uh, uh, like on YouTube, like all of the cutscenes from Enter the Matrix or something like that. Something oh, that yeah. would just give me like, just watch this forty-five minutes and then you'll remember everything that happens because it is actually. This is one of the funny things about the the Matrix lore is that Enter the Matrix and the Matrix Online for video games are actually very important to the overall lore of the matrix. So like in the oh, matrix okay. online, I think I mentioned this on the last episode when we were talking about the matrix Morpheus dies canonically in that video game, which is an MMORPG that, that wow. you play on the internet, um, which is very meta that it's the matrix and it's on the internet and you can go into the matrix in, on the internet in a video game. And uh, it's a simulation of a simulation of a simulation. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, and I, I am not familiar with that story at all. Cause I've never played the matrix online because why would I, um, <laughs> but I did play enter the matrix in advance of the matrix reloaded because that's what you were supposed to do. I think I actually beat it. It was like, I beat it like, like two days before, uh, before the movie came out, it was like a big deal of like, I got to finish this. I got to finish this. Um, when I probably should have been studying for some sort of a test or something. I mean, like this, we're talking about, <laughs> this was my senior year of high school. Uh, all of this went, went down that this happened. So Love it. it definitely, definitely should have been doing other things, but was not. Um, but I yeah, wish I had this, I had this, this is the first tangent of the episode, but it's still related because mm-hmm. I was genuinely thinking, I'm genuinely trying to rack my brain as to whether or not I've ha- I have seen. Oh my gosh, I just got the term rack my brain. Is it like based on like the rack? Like when you would like torture somebody using the rack and I'm trying to like torture my brain. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that's what my brain just, sure, it maybe. just made that leap that I, I feel like that's the etymology of that. Anyways, was trying to go like, where have I seen these movies? Like, did I see the third one? What was my state of mind when I saw the first ones? Because I remember loving the first movie and that one really sat with me. But then I I don't remember if I watched The Matrix um, Reloaded at the time that it came out. And so I was trying like to position in myself yeah. in like in in that age, right? Like what age I was. And it was, was, it was 2003, right? So it would have yeah. come out your last year of high school and well, I was still in high school. And um, I just can't for the life of me. And then I had this like thought where I was like, I wonder if there are, because memories are in, are like an important thing, right? And I wonder if there is, if somebody has a memory of all the instances that I've interacted with people in my life right that just like memory is such a weird like nebulous thing that you can't possibly remember everything and and just like how it how it all anyways i was very existential watching the matrix because it got it got it just made me think about like what what matters and what we remember and how we Mm -hmm. go on and all that stuff but mostly it was making me think about being in high school and then being like i don't remember being in high school at all i feel like i i have carson put some videos up like recently of our days in uh in that drama in that theater and it's all just bananas i don't even know what i did in high school it's a lot I like yeah. i was terribly uncool i'm trying to be like i think i still am terribly uncool i feel like people do a lot of like interesting things in their life or like at least like i don't know i mean uncool is a relative term but i just have been You're thinking a, about just how boring i am i just you're a you're a producer at the one of the most influential animation companies in the world yes i love that i career wise (laughs) i think i'm exciting but that's the only you're a very exciting person i'm i i you you interviewed a very exciting person you interviewed Stephen amell I, uh, when he was relevant totally right it's so cool like so like cool. not like at the like you interviewed Stephen amell right before they cast him in a ninja turtles movie Ooh, and, wow, he, I and, I and right never, before i've never put that, that timeline quite like that before <laughs> right like like oh, and because yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't cast him in a ninja turtle movie because it's like uh, uh who can we get we can get Stephen amell it's like no no no. they have megan fox and will no, arnett 
at like the height yeah, of their powers. Wanted, like they they, they were they were that. trying to capitalize on the arrow thing, right? They thought yeah. they thought that Stephen Amell was the moment, and it turns out that Stephen Amell yeah. was the downfall of of the moment. Well, but, he was a moment. There was a moment. Have you ever watched that then. Ninja Turtles movie? I have. Yes, in? it's quite terrible. <laughs> I uh, uh, well, see, so see, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you because like that it's movie fun. is actually like a very good Ninja Turtles movie with very ugly Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. And an awful performance from Stephen Amell, who seems like he showed up on set and read his script five minutes before they hit action, yelled action, hit record, I mean, which yelled action. Could have, could have, could have, could have happened. I think it's very yeah. much the case. I think that he like flew <laughs> into New York to shoot that movie and then like left and did not care. Um, mm-hmm. Not not one bit. I don't think that the Ninja Turtles were even remotely important to him. I don't think he knew who the character Casey Jones was prior to his incarnation of Casey Jones. Um, he, I think oh, he would have made I a just... lot of different decisions if if that were the case. I I because he it's not he's not Casey Jones. He's just a character with the name Casey Jones. This is my second tangent is mm-hmm. how much I love Alfred Molina because I watched that like yeah. villains panel thing and his grace answering questions about fandom. Right. And yeah. being like, as an actor, like we relate to these. It's, it's great. Cause it's him. It's him and Jamie Foxx uh, and, Fox and, and Willem Dafoe. And it is, it's great. Willem Dafoe is is there because he's there and he's is cool. And Jamie Foxx is, you can tell that Jamie Foxx did not like being Electro in the first one that he was in. Yeah. So, like all he talks about is how, how he hated being blue, which is kind of funny, but Alfred Molina really grounds it. And there's this beautiful, like he has a beautiful answer about like, this is a fan event and like what, and he's like, well, it really is a, like when you, you do these characters, you know that a lot of it is fed by fan culture. It was a, it was a great answer. And I just have to say that there are some people that, like he's he's an artist and you just like the 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 love of his craft and the and the honor mm-hmm. for that just makes me so much more excited for Doc Ock and I just like I don't know I mean everybody knows how great he is but when when actors can come to a fan franchise and really just give it everything that they would give to any other type of role it really I don't know I feel like we're going to be able to see that on screen and I I'm really excited about that so yeah just it's you know like, uh, like uh, to, to- to tie that back into the matrix talk about hugo weaving and his his performances in this and uh uh lord of the rings and uh uh he's he's, he's great yeah he's megatron in the first transformers isn't he i something he's he's in so many yeah yep yeah um he's just like and like he hates it he hates it. And yet it's like because like he doesn't want to be like known as that guy. And to me it's but just like it's everything. it's like what because I don't understand. The, what yeah, yeah. Like as a as an artist, as a performer, you want what you do to be resonant. Right. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's why, that's why you're doing it. Right. But I, like I talked about, like with, like with the first matrix is like, you have this thing inside you that you need to get out. And the worst outcome of that is that you do that. This thing that's inside you that is important and needs to get out, you get it out and you're proud of it and you put it into the world and it just, and nobody cares. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Right. Yeah. 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 It's that's the but antithesis of it just, resonating, yeah. right? So, like, yeah. the character of Agent Smith is absolutely a pop culture icon. He is one of the greatest villains in cinema history. Like, and and yeah. and as silly as some of the stuff in this movie and the next movie are with that character, um, the trailer, for, the second trailer for Resurrections just just came out today. And uh, and 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 revealed uh, 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 some stuff about Agent Smith. And uh, I'll just say I don't want to spoil anything, but there's an actor that is definitely doing like an Agent Smith impersonation because they are, as far as we know right now, like the reincarnation of that character. Um, And it's like. There is enough there that you can do uh, like that there is a thing he's he's Hugo Weaving is also Red Skull and very famously yeah. was like after doing the first Captain America was like never again and the thing about that is that like like a big part of it I think was the makeup and the prosthetics and he didn't like it uh when the Red Skull showed up in Infinity War and Endgame that's just CG yeah. he's not there there's nobody there yeah. That's not like, but it a, seemed so much like him. That was the best cameo of somebody oh, that yeah, wasn't the, there because the, I the, thought it was um, totally him. Ross like, Marquand, I think, is the actor. Oh, I, and yeah, did nails such it. a good job of being him. Yeah, dude. Um, he's Megatron in all of the Transformers movies. Like, I'm just like looking at his IMDb. Like, That's for somebody that doesn't want to be iconic, he did Dark of the Moon as Megatron, and I feel yeah. like if you made it all the way to the Dark of the Moon. You did some did some damage in that world. Anyways, it's yeah, it's a weird antithesis of of being like what what as an act. Well, mind you, a lot of people deal with that. Kristen Stewart has had a great resurgence once she like realized that it's hard to not be to get really good roles and not be iconic, right? And then she just started mm-hmm. leaning into it and then doing what she wanted to do. I'm really excited to see Spencer when it comes out on video because I'm not going to, like, go to the theater or anything to watch that movie. But I, like... <laughs> you just you just really dated seemed... yourself when it comes out on video. <laughs> well, you know, like, digital... The digital thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, I think the, but it's, the, but, like, the modern nomenclature... Yeah. It's digital. I, yes, I get it. Well, we would say when, mother, it, when it when it's available on streaming is is the way stream, is the way okay. that people would say. That, but when it comes out on it? video, when it comes out on That's, video, is my, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, "Okay, my mother has asked for CDs for Christmas." So we had a big conversation about how to get my mom set up on Spotify with us. It yeah. was a terror. It was a it was a stressful afternoon, and I think we're just gonna buy her some CDs for uh, for Christmas because I, I. I'm like, do they even yeah. sell CDs? How can you even play CDs anymore? I'm like, what? I would have to buy her. I don't know. They have CD players, I guess. But it's like, isn't it just easier to invest in my parents in like a digital speaker of some kind so that my mom can play? Well, don't they have smartphones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, but then she's like, I'm sitting here just listening to Spotify on my phone. It's so sad. I'm like, okay, mom, that's fair. Yeah. So you get a Bluetooth speaker. You just get it. It's yeah. I don't know. I feel like it'll be. Anyways, but yes, I I did I yes coming out on video I did just say that so I apologize to all the youngins for ugh I'm so upset that flared jeans are coming back. Anyways, now I'm really digressing. 
but like people let's uh like so should not come back i want i want to i, I want to ask you a question having not seen the third movie okay i want to know okay. what your opinion is on whether or not when they are outside of the matrix are they truly outside of the matrix <gasps> oh no mike i haven't thought about that so the oh, end of the weird. second movie is him using the force on being like I can actually yeah the squids, yeah using right? the force on the things yeah yeah oh no yeah so why is he oh, able to what? do that why is he able to do that outside so it's it's he has his he has his meeting with God right like he he has yes. his his yes. audience with God who and they reveals say, Here everything are the things to that him. you're gonna do. Yes. Yeah, and tells him tells him exactly the extent of his ability and his power, and and even maybe even hints at the idea when he talks about like some some minds just can't deal with the fact that they're plugged in, so they right. needed they needed to be able to be to, not to have the uh, have the the illusion of freedom. Right. And he says that. And that could mean we allowed the first like we allow the first person. To to like be free. Right. Quote unquote free. And and we we unplug them. And because how does that happen? Like like it's chicken and egg. Right. Like like how does the first person unplug themselves? They can't. Because everybody, because then the the team has to do the rest of them, and it's like so they allow that first person that 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 way out, knowing that that person is going to free everybody, and then you know there's going to be a million people in Zion, and then we're going to kill everybody in Zion. We've gotten really good at it, right? There's that that whole part of it where the architect is actually quite malicious. Um, yeah, yeah. At first, you kind of feel like he's like, oh, maybe he's like an indifferent, like, you know, he's a program. And then towards the end of it, you get the idea of like, oh, oh, he doesn't like human beings. Um, And I love the 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 line where Neo's like, you need us to survive. And he's like, there are acceptable levels definitions of survival or whatever. But that's exactly because that's exactly the conversation that happened earlier between him and the like Neo and the councilman. mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it's like we rely on machines in the same way that they rely on us. Right. Like it's like we could just get rid of these machines, but then we would have. Which. So here's here's where I'm going to here's where I'm going to crack this egg wide open. And I'm going to I'm going to going to put something out there that I didn't think about until this viewing. I believe that the councilman that that character, I think he's a program yeah. because I believe that when they're outside of Ooh. the matrix, when they're in the real world, when they're in Zion and the tunnels and everything, yeah. that is still, that's just yeah. another version of the matrix, which is why version it is, why a it's a video matrix, game. Yeah. Right. Of like, Oh, we've like, right. like, okay. like okay. none of the physics makes any sense. Right. How do these hovercrafts work? What, what the, 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 squid guys are just able to float through the air why right like it's all very silly sci-fi stuff and it's like okay well maybe within the context of this world that's they just have the technology to do that but what if it's literally just like hey some of these people can't accept the false reality that we've given them right so we give them a fantasy world because they they're more willing to believe 
a fantastical dystopia where they are being crushed under the boot heel of the machines, then, yeah. you know, like, like, cause what does the, yeah. what does, what does it actually look like? Right. Because like when you look at it and the way, like it's all, everything's very like Geiger and you know, like, like, uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, like it's got that aesthetic to it. Right. Um, it's all very designed and it's like, none of this is efficient. None of this makes any sense. Uh, If the world was really just like, it was just like machines perpetuating machines and using humans as batteries, it wouldn't be nearly this cool looking, right? It would be very boring. And also, like, where do they get their food? That's my biggest question is what's going on with the food? How come I didn't see fields of food? In Zion. What's going on with the food? They eat the paste. They eat the, they eat the paste. The, sta- the same thing oh. that's on the ships. Oh, that's the right? thing that's on the ship, right? It's and that's where he like says, that. he says, like, that machine, it recycles the water. We don't even know how it works. How it works. Right. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah but yeah, it does. Yeah. It but I know that it does because it, and I know why it needs to, right? And he's talking about right. Neo. And I, he, I choose I, to, be- I'm choosing to believe that that character is another program and that his purpose. Well, he seems like it. His purpose is to, is to nudge the one in the direction of like the, of, of the end. Right. Like, because it's on a cycle right. where like, it's got to, it has to, yeah, it so has like to keep going itself, on this yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, where so, they, where they okay. all have to, to die. But you've seen, you remember, you remember the third one. Vaguely. I know, remember, I know that the, uh, that the, the machines, movie. I know that the machines, they do bore down to Zion. And then there's a big battle between, I, I, that we see one of them in Reloaded, the big mech suit thing, right? There's like the oh, one yeah, shot yeah, of yeah, it yeah, like yeah. moving. Yeah. So there's yeah. like there's like fifty of those, and then like a thousand of the the. Um, I mean, they say it in this movie. Wow. There's there's like a like a million of a them million or whatever, one, one for yeah. every man, yeah, woman, yeah. and child in Zion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And there, so there's a big battle between those, like all of that stuff, and then there's. And then, like, there's Neo fighting. It's in the trailer thing. Like, there, Neo has to fight all of the the uh, Mr. Andersons, <laughs> as you called them, the Andersons, the Agent Smiths, uh, in the rain, where he's like, the rain is like right, slamming yeah. into Hugo Weaving's oh, face, geez. and he's like delivering his speech. Maybe I remember which is that. All Maybe epic. I remember that. I don't know. And I, well, okay. I don't I remember any of the rest of it though. That's it. That's but because all I got. we're watching this, because we're watching this in anticipation of the fourth movie, mm-hmm. I have to think that that is a true summary. That it, they are still in the Matrix. That even though they think they're out of the Matrix, they're still in it. Because well, that is like right. how yeah. how what is the best? How is the best way? And this this thing that he's talking about about choice, right? About not actually having choice, and that even in the illusion of choice you still don't have choice. It's the why you made the choice. That's actually the conversation. Yeah. And that some people require the analysis of the why and other people just sort of do their things. I don't know. That's real. Oh, it's real messed up. And now it makes you think about, about, about free will and about the earth being created and all sorts of, Oh no. The matrix is a very deep movie. I don't know people. This is a, it's a lot. Um, I, yeah. I need to watch the third one. I need, I don't know. I want to answer that question by watching the third one. Yeah. But I think that there's something really sort of 
because there's a fourth one, I think that it would only make sense that there is that they're still inside of it, even when they think they're outside of it. So, so my, so my thing is that, and the new trailer that just came out today, um, it points out even, even more than this, but I don't want to say some of the stuff cause it might be a little bit spoilery. Cause I feel like that tra- the new trailer is a little bit, I, it's, it's hard to know if it's spoilery until we see the movie. Um, cause right, who knows yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, it, but... if it's spoiling anything yeah. or not, but, um, but I the the I asserted this after seeing the first trailer and we talked about it. Seeing this next trailer and some of the things that are in it, I I am even more convinced that Neo is the architect. That this oh. that that the story of this new of this movie is like what happens in the matrix happens and then the matrix at some point reboots into a new iteration into the seventh iteration. Cause this is the sixth one. Yeah. yeah. So into the seventh iteration and in the seventh iteration, Neo is the, the, the architect. The architect. Really? That, they, they, like- that the solution that the machine solution to the problem is to allow a oh. human to be the one who designs the world, but that Neo doesn't know that he's the architect and that he like, cause he says like, I've been having these dreams. Right. As, and, and then Jonathan Groff says to him, it's like, after all this time, you're going back to the matrix. And I think like, I, I think I've said this before, but I, I think that he is like a writer. I, and that he has written oh, yeah, yeah, it's a book. books it's about a book. the Matrix. Yeah yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, that's what that's the obvious choice. Yeah, and that it's been sure. it's been yeah, a, yeah. a decade or two or whatever since he's put out his last yeah. book, and now all of a sudden yeah. he's going to write another book about the Matrix, and it's like, why? Why are you like after all this time? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going back yeah, yeah. to the Matrix, um, and that like because like that you put that in a trailer, and it's a real good red herring of like, why is he saying yeah, that yeah, to yeah. him? He's going back into the yeah, Matrix. Yeah. Is he? In, what's no, this world that he's in? It looks like yeah, the yeah. Matrix, but that like this new iteration of the Matrix is the most real it's ever been because it's not the machine like that. Because 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 literally 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 Amanda. The architect yes. says as much in his speech that like we suck at this. <laughs> We're yeah, not yeah, yeah. good we at it. Build, we can't figure out how to do it. Because he says like because maybe my mind is incapable of creating imperfection, right? And it's like I love it because I love the absolute yeah. like like the the hubris of that statement from the machines, which is why but they're ultimately so, like, going to lose. But but it but it is it does lead to the idea of like the machines being like you know what would make a really good matrix <laughs> is if yeah. is if we let a human, human make it if, if we let if we let it. the one make the matrix what would that matrix be would it be a perfect world interesting perfectly imperfect right interesting because it would be imperfect because there would be yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it's too on the note. I don't know. I'm going to have to watch the third one. But here's the thing. I'll have here's an opinion. the thing. Okay. Okay. If Neo is the architect in this new iteration of the Matrix and the cycle has to repeat itself. Right. Who's the one? 
Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Interesting. Watch the new trailer and you might you might find okay. yourself with I the same answer I that I, I have. I haven't watched that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to okay. spoil it for people who, who who are choosing not to watch the trailer. So. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But wouldn't he, like, choose the person that he loves to be the one where he's like, I trust this person. Anyways. I just. Cool. I will I will watch that. I will see. I will see what I think. And I um thank you, Michael, for making us rewatch these uh, movies because I would not have at all if yeah. we weren't talking about them. On that the first that first trailer time. dropped, and we talked about it. And I I had I had zero interest in a fourth Matrix movie. It's like, hey, we're making a fourth yeah. Matrix movie, and I was like, that's nice. Maybe I'll yeah. see it. I don't know. Yeah. There's a pandemic. I'm being very choosy about the movies that I that I go see at the movie theater. Um, because eventually it will all be released on home video, uh, uh, as you said earlier, when it comes out on video. <laughs> I and then the trailer came out, and I was like, I don't. I mean, I do know what it is now because because uh, uh, Lana Wachowski has talked about it. That like there's a there's a reason why she's making this movie or has made this movie, I suppose. I. Uh, like that she she has something to say and 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 the 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 component of it of like i uh, uh the last the last few years have sucked and i think i uh, i i think is that like they they lost their parents or something like that and it's just like she wanted to feel good and these characters are comfort and so it was like but but i i'm sorry amanda spoilers for the third one they're dead <laughs> The story ends. What? I, I really, yeah, and I, I, maybe it's like this is the thing, and and she's like, but don't I can't believe you just spoiled the third one for me. Well, I, I don't mean, remember, Michael. But like, I have to say that because she says like, but they're my characters. I can just bring them back. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I that's and so like that's what this new movie. That's what this new movie is. It's just like. It's just like, oh, like, I just want, I just, I just want my comfort characters back, which I think all of us can relate to. And so, like, when I saw that first trailer, like, that resonated with me without me even really realizing it at first. And I was just like, yeah, no, uh, we do have to go back to the Matrix. We need to. And I, <laughs> and then I was like, I need to rewatch two and three because maybe, maybe I missed something. And I did like I missed something on two. I'm 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 really hoping that I missed something in three. I I yeah. I'm really hoping that that's the okay. case. I seem to remember that it kind of ends with like uh with like uh like the machines and the humans kind of having to like Neo essentially like like brokering peace right and that like coexistence is the only way for for them to have peace and like some people can choose to stay in the matrix and some people can be free and whatever but but adding the layer onto it of like is there actually freedom because like is the outside of the matrix the outside of the matrix or not the same Um, yeah yeah or is it not yeah so also like like which which lends itself to the idea of like is anybody 
can anybody die dead in the can Matrix? anybody die or do we just get like can your brain if your if your body can sustain you like if your body like i don't know it's just a, like a thing right where it's like if machines can, oh oh so many things we're already living so much longer than we did previously and i feel like there's something to that where you yeah. just like if you find a way to be able if and you could find your source right it's like we're trying to get electricity to be self-sustaining right now you think that machines that have to use humans for electricity haven't found a way to make humans self-sustaining yeah without having to go through all that like breeding trouble but like the same ones but like here's the here's here's and here's the biggest thing if the the world outside of the matrix is actually inside the matrix and it's all the matrix what if we're in the matrix and the movie the matrix exists in order to trick us into thinking that the matrix couldn't possibly be real and we couldn't possibly be in a simulation because that's the sort of thing that you do in a Keanu Reeves movie. Next, you're going to tell me that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is real, right? What better way yeah. to hide that from the masses than to make one of the best movies ever about that subject matter? And then everybody will just immediately dismiss it as nonsense, right? That's, so maybe we are yeah. in the simulation. That's- but to Cypher's point, what difference does it make? Who cares? That's fair. There you go. Does it matter? Just, I don't know. Just live in it. Live in the question. I don't know. I feel like that's still my Facebook quote from when I first made Facebook or in university. My uh, my like Facebook quote was "Live in the question" because it was an improv. It was an improv term that I had like <laughs> listened listen to a teacher say once, and I was like, "Oh, that's so profound." It might still be on my Facebook as my like what is it uh religious views i think it's on. yeah <laughs> it's oh i'm gonna um, i'm gonna check it out now i think it is when you say that you heard that from a from a, a an improv person is that the person who came from the canadian improv games to teach us is that <laughs> no it was it was one of my teachers here in uh oh, okay okay but i do remember um, i i remember that was alistair wasn't it alistair I feel like yeah alistair yeah I love and 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 talking about the matrix this is this is what we'll close the episode on because I love this because we are diving deep back into our uh, uh, sort of final years in in high school, univer- yeah. in, in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the perspective that I have now as a 36 year old man of the 17 year old that absolutely worshipped the ground that that probably 25 year old walked on yep Yep. who now i would not respect the opinion of now i would be like yeah talk to me when you've got a few more years under your belt whippersnapper like (laughs) it's just because and this relates back to the matrix and the idea that like i was not ready I was not ready. And there is the, 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 the Buddhist saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And it's oh, like, right, yeah, yeah. It, it is very much like, like that, is, like, like, look, Alistair, I did learn a lot from him when I was a 17 year old and was a 16, 17 year old. And, and, and he was the appropriate teacher for me to learn things from. He is definitely the person who influenced me the most in, in the respect of like, um, 
don't uh like don't don't let people like sort of like like step on 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 your passion for things because i remember mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i remember in doing uh improv when i was 16 and if i were to do improv today i would definitely rely on this as i don't know if it's a crutch or if it's a secret weapon it's probably a little bit of both but star wars references at that point in time in 2003 making a Star Wars reference was a lame thing to do, right? In the year 2021, making references to pop culture is the way that we all communicate with each other. Like mimetic communication is a primary form of communication for some of my relationships. There are people that I talk to on Twitter, mostly in GIFs. Like like most of the things that I express to them are either entirely just a gif, like I just send a gif as a response to something they've tweeted, or I use a gif from a piece of pop culture as a a, a way of punctuating or or uh, uh, you know like reinforcing my point. I I and and he definitely um, there was a moment where I man I don't I don't remember exactly how it came up. But I do remember that it like somebody said something we were do, doing improv exercises, something, something led, led to moon. And then like my response was that's no moon. Right. One of my favorite right, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, Star Wars yeah, yeah, quotes. Yeah. And, and. <laughs> which I don't speak ill of, of, of those who've passed Mrs. Rutherford who, who passed away earlier this year, a real bummer because another very influential person in my life, but yeah, she yeah. immediately was like, knock it off with the star Wars quotes, like enough, Aww. like enough is enough sort of thing. Because it was like, like, like she really like, just like threw the wet blanket right on, on top of my fun. And, right, and I remember right. like being super dejected and obviously it was like visible how upset I was about it mm-hmm. because I thought that I was being really funny and clever and I'm sure Josh probably laughed, <laughs> right? Like, like right, I'm sure yeah. that I got a couple of people and I know that like, like Alistair smiled at the reference because he had made a couple of Star Wars references and I was trying to get his approval. And after that class, he like, he like grabbed me and he was like, don't listen <laughs> and, and he said something along yeah, the lines yeah. of like that would work like that like that sort of yeah, stuff was, works was, yeah. right because yeah. like one of the best way things to do in an Your improv audiences. show yeah. is like you got you want to yeah. hit the audience where they live right yeah and star yeah, wars yeah. quotes are yeah. relatable um but and and it turns out that i was just way ahead of my time but i i yeah I, like i it, it's funny because i like i can say like I wouldn't take his advice. I wouldn't take a 25 year old improv uh, guy's advice today, but uh, at the time, Oh my God, he was like, he was Christ like in my, in my uh, 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 view. Very Uh, aspirational for you. So funny. So funny. Yeah. I find it, I find it really interesting that of like that had a profound impact on I mean, Devin went on to do improv here. Like that mm. had like a big impact on some of the people and well, I mean mostly just him. I feel like but it was I was cool. Like I mean the improv stuff was, was I great, it, like, you know, I I um 
I emailed Alistair when I moved down to Vancouver and mm-hmm. never got a response and it broke my heart. Oh, really? There are, t- wow. there are two events that happened that are the reason why I didn't end up pursuing acting. There was that. And then there was an open casting call in the Georgia Strait. And my dad found it and and was like, hey, there's this thing. Go. Go do it. Like, because right. I don't know, maybe yeah. you'll maybe yeah. you'll just get, you know, cast as an extra or whatever. Maybe you'll get, yeah. uh, uh, you know, whatever. They're just asking for people for for a movie or whatever. And the address was wrong. And oh, no. I wandered around for two hours. And this is before cell phones. I mean, oh, it's not no. before cell phones, but it's before I had a cell phone. It's before, before yeah, cell yeah. phones yeah, were yeah, ubiquitous, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I... And there it was certainly before like the ability to just like look something up and, and figure out right. like, Oh, like you know, this is where it is. actually yeah. is. I wandered around for two hours on over on second trying to find, oh, and this is, not, the, the, if you go to second now, it's like Olympic village and it's a very nice place to be. It yeah. was like, it was, warehouses. it was warehouses back then. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, cause this, we're talking about 17, 18 years ago. God, we're so old. Um, I know it's so upsetting. And it was like that. It was never hearing back from Alistair, so never getting into the improv scene in Vancouver, and then because uh, just being so dejected by that, and then I, and and then that experience, I was just like, I, I think I just like gave up on it then and there, and didn't didn't do anything else. And really like, and, and so like I acted so much, I mean, like, you know, it was such a big part of, of what I did in high school school, was my identity and then came down to Vancouver and just like totally, I wouldn't say totally because I, we did stuff in film school and that sort of thing, but, um, but not as much as I wanted to. more or less. Yeah. No, you, you, I more or less like, yeah, just stopped. Yeah. Than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of those weird things, Plus, but I, I do mean, it. It it is in my life plan that when I when I uh, I've talked about this before. When I age into Alan the Richland. old Jew thing, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll have a we'll go back. I'll have a renaissance yeah. of that when the when the when the girls go off to college or whatever, when they move out of the yes. house, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go be a character actor that shows up in a recurring role on whatever community is at that time. I'll I'll be the 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 Leonard character <laughs> that just goes <laughs> yes. that just uh just gets the yeah Love it. shut up Leonard yeah. I talk to your kids <laughs> uh yeah I look I Mark Marin is my, my is the example that I look at for that where it's like Mark Marin like he 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 didn't hit his stride until he was in his mid forties <laughs> like oh, all yeah. of a sudden he nice. became a sought after performer. And I'm like, that could be me. That's fine. I can wait. I'm patient. I'll keep making money and doing this whole graphic design brand thing until then. And, uh, and then I'll be able to afford to, to chase a dream, a a silly dream like that. It's all good. I mean, you could just go do acting stuff right now. There's nothing stopping you from. I am I'm so tired. Off, I'm so I exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, being an adult is something. Yeah, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired. And but I get I, it. I am, I get it. IMDb's just, just showing me a, a takeover ad for McDelivery movie night from McDonald's. 
And I'm just like, those fries look really good. And I had Wendy's for dinner tonight. Like that's, and you know, like these are not the decisions that somebody makes when they're going to pursue acting as a career. You know what I mean? It's just just not, it's just not. And I got it. There's, I got, I got one uh, uh, Christmas sugar cookie in the, in the little plastic container sitting here that as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to eat it. You were just going to eat it. I I ate my I have a I got pie from work. We got to order pies that we wanted, so I had a gingerbread I think gingerbread like cream pie. Anyways. But it was like a little mini like five inch one, so I ate like half of yeah. it yesterday and half of it today and it was freaking delicious. So it sounds awful, but sure. You. It was it was delicious. So I, I hate gingerbread so much. I, I hear you. I really Yeah, I hate okay. it so much. There's a reason there's a reason why we make houses out of it. <laughs> and it's because like it's because there's the one guy at the at at the Christmas gathering that was like, I'm not eating this. <laughs> and just took some icing. What can I make with it? And just took Maybe a bunch of gingerbread cookies and was like I've made a house with mine. <laughs> what are we gonna do with all this gingerbread? My go to No one we made all this gingerbread Starbucks and no one's tea. eating any of it. Let's let's make a house. <laughs> they have to be really mushy. Like go to Starbucks treat gingerbread or like the ginger molasses cookie, which I know is not like gingerbread, but it's like close enough that like the cookies on my gingerbread cake were quite similar or like the pie that I got were like quite similar. I, to, so yeah, I feel like no ginger thanks. ginger molasses. Cookie. There's oh, I don't oh, like anything so about the flavor. Right. I don't like anything about the flavor. All right. Of a gingerbread cookie. Well, it's all good. You can Get have all the here. chocolate ones. Why would you? Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> Why would you eat gingerbread when cinnamon is right there? Because ginger ginger as a spice, as a flavor, it's like so close. It's like like ginger and cinnamon, they're like, they're. it's like, you know what? Like, what's the difference? Well, the difference is that ginger tastes like a butt and... Cinnamon is delicious. <laughs> I, I mean, like, agree to disagree. You know, I don't know. Like, I would choose I, a, I would choose ginger over ginger over cinnamon. So you're insane. You're insane. You're insane. What's a you're, like? I'm not. You are what, absolutely what are there? out of your mind because there is no gingerbread toast crunch. All right, that doesn't exist because <laughs> nobody wants that. You got, nobody you wants got that. Me. That is, I won't disagree. But if I say cinnamon toast crunch, everybody within the the reach of my voice, which is around 250, maybe 300 people over the course of the next year. (laughs) This is the power that I wield in this moment. Now everybody wants a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch now. Hey, you know what, Mike? I have never had a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. So... Then your opinion on this subject is completely invalid. But the next time you come to my house, the next time you come to my house, you are having a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch because CTC is one of the greatest inventions that we as human beings have achieved. Okay. My God. Cinnamon Uh, toast crunch. We tried so hard to be on track this episode. I just don't know where we went wrong. We did it because what if, what if cinnamon toast crunch is just like, it's just programmed to just be like, Yeah. What if it's just a simulation? What if, what if your brain thinks that cinnamon tastes like cinnamon when really cinnamon tastes like ginger? And to me, cinnamon 
doesn't taste like what you think cinnamon tastes like and it tastes like ginger and I like ginger and we both like the same thing but we just call it something different because our brain can't process it properly because there's a glitch in the matrix so there you go we're both right (laughs) nobody's eaten fistfuls of ginger hearts at valentine's you know what I'm saying I mean you know what I'm saying yeah sure nobody nobody is waking up in the morning and looking at a ginger bun and going that little that little cake could be breakfast that could that could be you actually but ginger you can actually like eat and it it helps like ginger is no but ginger yeah i know i understand i understand and ginger is great in like in 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 cuisine as like as a part of like like especially i think of like chinese food like ginger is so important I'm not saying that ginger doesn't have its place. I'm just saying, why would you make a dessert out of ginger when cinnamon is right there? Okay. So when I say like, why, why ginger when cinnamon is right there? Because like, cause my point about the cinnamon bun is not that there aren't desserts made out of ginger. Obviously we're talking about gingerbread, right? There's all sorts of stuff that's got ginger in it and people eat it for some reason. But what I'm saying is that nobody wakes up in the morning and absolutely 100% lies to themselves when they look at a cinnamon bun and says, yeah, I can eat that for breakfast. That like, like, cause you can eat whatever you want for breakfast. Like there aren't actually any rules, but yeah. what is it about a cinnamon bun, which is 100% junk food? There's nothing nutritious about it. It's not bread. It's not actually like it is just it's all of the bad, which also, by the way, bread, not good for you in any situation. It's never good for you. It's just delicious. Right. But a cinnamon bun, you look at it and you go. I could have breakfast or I could eat this cinnamon bun, which is covered in icing, which is just sugar and cream cheese, although I don't like cream cheese icing, but. But you know, like that's traditionally what's on there. I like I like a more like a regular sugar yeah, frosting on, so on, on it. But oh gosh, no! Like who, like you go to you go to IKEA, like, you get your thing of cinnamon frosting. buns, and then they're sitting there on your counter. You got your six cinnamon buns. You you ate like let's be honest. You didn't even wait to get to the car. You ate one on the way to the car, right? <laughs> and you get home and you put the five cinnamon buns on your counter, and they're sitting there. And you wake up the next morning, and you could have oatmeal. Or you could have cinnamon toast crunch. eggs or you could have some cinnamon toast crunch, but you look over at that cinnamon bun and you go, I could substitute that for my breakfast. No, you can't. That's a, you're eating a, a cake for breakfast. I mean, like we do the same thing. You're with like, donuts, you're like but, Marie Antoinette. You just live in your best life. Yeah. With the pastries for breakfast. But nobody's doing that with gingerbread. Nobody's looking over at like a ginger something or other confectionery and going like, <laughs> I'm going to lie to myself. I'm going to trick my brain into thinking that it's acceptable for me to eat this instead for me to start my day with all of that sugar and just everything that's bad for me. It's a real weird argument you're trying to make here because I don't quite, but I think it, I I think, sure. I think as, as is often the case, the audience is going to be with me on this one. And I think that, that as we talk about things resonating, I feel like this one's really going to. It's really, it's the kick. I never, never did. I think that we would be divided between cinnamon Cinnamon and and ginger. ginger. You know, it doesn't surprise me in the least. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. uh, Yeah. Pretty good uh, conversation here on uh, Thunderclock. 
good cinema. And is the po- podcasting is why I never I never need to do stand up comedy because there there it is. That's my that was my bit about it. about ginger versus about cinnamon. cinnamon. All right. And you're welcome, guys. I don't know if it made anybody actually laugh. Please let me know if you actually laughed at any of the jokes that I just made, <laughs> or if I just wasted everybody's time. This is the kind of feedback that I really need in order to become a better podcaster. I have no interest in being a better podcaster. I, I You just want self-validation. I feel yeah. like that's what it is. I just want to know that, that people out there think that I'm as funny as I feel that I am in those moments. Because I feel like that was a good bit. That was a good bit. Cinnamon right. versus ginger. Nobody, Nobody's reaching cool. for a gingerbread in the morning. I'm right. I'm right. You can believe whatever you want but it, time's gonna tell this is like the 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 adam driver thing of like look i get it i i understand but also he's not conventionally attractive you know it's there's something about him but what has time of, has time told us that adam driver is not attractive because i don't believe that no t- t- but but the audience was definitely with me on the like like he's not conventionally attractive which was the art you were making the argument in that episode a million years ago oh. that adam driver is like universally attractive like that everybody oh. feels the way that you do about adam driver and i do think that time has told on that one and i think that you've even admitted in the past <laughs> that you were wrong in that assertion that like like oh no he's definitely attractive to a certain type of person like like you have to, you have to him as kylo ren you have to you have to think certain things your brain has to work in a specific way for you to really see it i mean like crystal didn't think that adam driver was attractive until she watched marriage story which like oh which weird. like i get and i also don't get you know yeah it actually, it, it actually, there's a, there's a lot about that that says a lot about, about our relationship, but that's, <laughs> Crystal is, yeah. that's a conversation. Right. That's a conversation f- between Crystal, uh, myself and our uh, couples therapist, uh, <laughs> that needs to happen. We don't, we fired our last couples therapist. She recommended a book about kids and I got two chapters into Ooh. it. And I said to Crystal, I was like, this is what this book says. And Crystal went, Oh, and I was like, yeah, we're not going back. Yeah. Let's not have, so yep. We nope. haven't, uh, we haven't found yeah. a new one yet. Good for you. Couples yeah. therapy. Isn't just for when you're having problems, by the way, just like regular therapy. Hey, everybody out there. Yeah. I, I, it's I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm excited to hear what, what she says about Adam driver and, uh, or your, your new nebulous one. This, uh, the hypothetical. Hey, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make an appointment with my actual therapist before I, 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 I you know, find a new couples therapist and then make that appointment. Okay. I really do need to, that is, I really do need to make an appointment. Hmm. The last time that I spoke with my therapist was the week before Crystal's dad died. And now my dad has died. It's, it's really, I should probably make an appointment. You should probably go. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little, get a little reset. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's like a car. It's like every, uh, every six months or uh, however many thousand miles. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's not only been six months, but it's also been, we're well past that mileage marker Very many <laughs> on this one Very many in terms of, yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't need to finish that sentence. Do yep. I? We're done. Nope. 
we did it. That was an episode. I let's see. We talked about a pop culture yes. thing. We went off on tangents. We argued mm-hmm. about Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I I okay. I, I I I shared too much. I revealed my insecurities. I yeah yeah. We argued about opposing views on something. I think the only thing left to do before we end this episode for it to be a real episode of the Thunderquack podcast is for me to mention that the rise of Skywalker sucks. Uh, it's not a, it's not a good movie. you guys. <laughs> Somebody tried to argue with me about it on Twitter yesterday and I was not in the mood for it. <laughs> You're like, nope. Um, nope. And I was just like, I was just like, keep talking, keep talking because I'm having fun telling you how you're wrong. Um, Cause it's a bad movie. It's, it's a bad movie. It's, it's not, I guess. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, next week is going to be. Shang-Chi. Are we going to finally do it? Are we going to finally? I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to talk about Shang-Chi. Like, next week is. Yeah. Next like week is, is, is our enough said episode about Shang-Chi. I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> you know what? It's perfect though. Wow. It's perfect. Because of they, the sequel thing. They yeah. just announced the sequel. So we'll be back yeah. next week. And you know, what's even better about it. It's a good excuse to watch Shang-Chi this weekend. I, oh, there you go. Not that you need one. It's a perfect movie. 10 out of 10. Go watch Shang-Chi on Disney Plus if you haven't watched it already. We're going to talk about it next week with Curtis. Uh, uh, which, like, the you know what's great right now is that, like, I message Curtis. And, and if he's like, oh, yeah, I'm busy. I'm like, you know what? I really need you to do this, man. I really need this one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And then he has to do it. He there has to do it. That's for it, yeah. You're in that window. Stick around. You're in the window. Stick around after the music uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, and you'll uh, uh, you'll understand you're, why he has to do you'll it. Understand? Yeah. There you go. That's it. We'll be back next week. Nuff said. After that, Matrix uh, Revolutions is that the third one? I don't know. The titles of yep. these movies are awful. It's not awful, but like it's just very hard to keep them keep track of them. Uh, so go watch that watch Shang-Chi this weekend and then next weekend watch the third Matrix movie because uh, we're going to talk about it stay safe everybody wash your hands and be kind to one another follow the Thunderquack podcast on Twitter Instagram and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack podcast You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.